Hello, I'm Jim Bergman, Social Media Manager at the Cascade Pacific Council of the Boy Scouts of America. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Compass Points Podcast. It's been an incredible summer so far. I've visited all but one of our camps at least once to gather audio, video, and photos that we'll be using throughout the year to share with everyone the amazing resources our staff and these places are. We currently have a photo contest underway to crowdsource images from camp. If you or your youth are out there and capturing photos and videos, upload them to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using hashtag CPCCamp, that's with two C's in the middle there, and you could win a CPC BSA 100th Anniversary Hydro Flask. Without further ado here, let's get going with our main feature today. A discussion between Matt DeVore and Matt Haller I recorded in June. They discussed friends of scouting and the overall health of scouting in the Cascade Pacific Council. Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, my name is Matt DeVore. I'm the scout executive for the Cascade Pacific Council. And with me to talk about a few important subjects is one of our volunteer board members and great program volunteers for many years, Matt Haller. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining us. Thank you. We uh, hope to explore a couple subjects that we think you might find interesting. One is uh, how we're doing overall. Uh, is scouting healthy today? What's our vision for the future? We want to talk briefly about Friends of Scouting and why that's important. And uh, our subject matter expert here is the one, the only, Matt Haller. He has, is now in his third year as our lead volunteer chair uh, leading our Friends of Scouting effort. And before I turn it over to Matt, I would give you a little bit of background that uh, overall the Cascade Pacific Council has a $6.6 million budget. You might be interested to know that camping and activities comprise almost 50% of our budget. Friends of Scouting, you know, why is it important? Many, many reasons. One is that it is our second largest a revenue item, and it, it provides about 25% of our overall budget. Next up is endowment. We're very, very blessed to have a rainy day fund, which we pull in uh, every year to help defray the cost of camping, to help with camp maintenance, provide camp scholarships, and do many, many other um, you know program investments. So we're very, very blessed to have endowment. That provides about 13% of our overall income. So we very, very quickly, with the help of those three areas, get about to you know, eight, high 80, 80%, 85% of our budget. So Friends of Scouting overall has had a major, major impact in our budget. We've went from a really challenging situation to a very positive one, and I'd like Matt Haller to share what he thinks is behind that turnaround. We've had a sea change over the last couple of years in Friends of Scouting, and Matt, would you share why you think that happened and how it happened? Sure. Uh, in 2014, we were looking at roughly 31% or less than one out of three families giving something to this nonprofit called Cascade Pacific Council to help meet the needs, the expenses of running this business for growing youth, preparing them for life. Um, FOS, or Friends of Scouting, had fallen somewhat into uh, disrepair in terms of both having a process and having a vision, a definition, 
uh, overall a transparency into what FOS was, how it worked, and what it supported in the council. So early on in 2014, after surveying the situation, myself and my task force realized we needed to, first and foremost, address transparency, make what we're working on obvious, clear, evident, accessible to not only volunteers, but families of the scouting community. And in the process, we also defined our goals. We put brand new tools, uh, website training, and indicators to monitor our, our progress and our success. Put these all in place, again, accessible by anyone to see what we were up to. It was important that we also create a space in this website where the tools and training were readily available to our volunteers who would go out and solicit donations from the families that believed in scouting and help them understand what Friends of Scouting was. It was a means of providing at least one-fourth of the budget for this council to do training, to put on program, to do improvements both in terms of property and in the overall scouter, that is volunteers, skill level, up to the whole game. And without that money, frankly, we were, I use the term, we were um, circling the drain. This council was seeing a drop in membership. It was seeing a drop in Friends of Scouting funds. Uh, we, were not in, we were in a tailspin, pick your analogy. Uh, so by addressing first and foremost what we were and putting transparency in place about how we wanted to get where we wanted to be, uh, we changed the impression of Friends of Scouting. Some people called it frustrate our scouters. Others, there were other terms that folks used instead of Friends of Scouting, and frankly, it was, a, it was something people avoided as opposed to recognizing what it provided. What has it done? Uh, 2015, we doubled the families that participated. We went up to 62.2% of the families giving. This year, we're not even halfway through the year yet. We're at 53% and well on our way to hitting our goal by the end of this month for Friends of Scouting. Now, I want to stop right there and say, wouldn't it be wonderful to get done with the Friends of Scouting campaign early in the year and spend the rest of your scouting? That's our goal. Make our, our resources, that is our volunteers, successful at completing this campaign even by the end of the first quarter, March 31st, so we can spend nine months out of the year focusing on the youth, the programs, the training, the future. Matt, you used the word belief earlier. I, I think that the key to the first step in moving to whatever vision is, is belief. And there had to be belief amongst our, the parents of scouts, scout leaders, whether they're cub masters or scout masters or district volunteers. But what do you think was the key to getting those volunteers and parents to believe that giving a gift of any amount was important? Why? Can you pinpoint it? What would you suggest? I... I truly do believe the single most important variable to all of this was for folks to see that the council relied as a nonprofit on one-fourth of their budget coming from their membership in terms of a donation. And that donation, you pick your nonprofit, all classical music, the opera, um, pick a nonprofit. They absolutely turn to their membership for help. And your budget from year to year has got to 
estimate a number. And for this council, 25% of their budget is that number, which I believe is average for nonprofits. It's right in the realm of what most nonprofits look to for their membership help. Um, what is unusual is the folks are seeing our goal, our vision, but they're also seeing where their money is going. Where before it just went into a bucket, now we're on a very aggressive branding campaign that says you look at a poster of about a summer camp, you look at a, an event for training, you just look at collaterals available on our website, it's going to say on there, provided in part by your contributions to Friends of Scouting. They see where their money's going. They see a return on their investment. And I think even more important is they start to see outreach programs grow. As we meet our budget, we can start depending on and building new program to reach youth who can't afford scouting or youth at risk, as well as beef up the existing program in terms of properties, in terms of program, in terms of training for both uh, youth and for the uh, leadership, the adults. I, I think our group may also be interested to in know where the money goes. Uh, not just the Boy Scouts, but a good guide in the nonprofit industry is that uh, nonprofit should target their expenses to have about 60% be spent on human resources. And we typically will be 58, 59% of our overall budget is human resources. That includes uh, our camp staff. We employ about 350 camp staff every year. That's a huge part of everything we do. Also includes about 30 full-time executive staff. Uh, many on the podcast may know that through their district executive. Uh, also includes a handful of camp rangers and our administrative su support staff that does everything from processing advancement to making camp reservations, etc. All totaled, we have about 65 staff, not including the uh, 350 camp staff. But if you think about the impact the organization has, we're a very human organization. Uh, the 30 executive staff work with 11,000 volunteers. That's a fantastic percentage. You know, more than 300 volunteers per executive. I don't know of any other nonprofit that can boast that, and I'm not taking credit for it, but boy, am I proud of that fact. Even, even more impressive than the 11,000 volunteers enable scouting to have an impact and provide great programs for more than 21,000 youth a year. And while $6.6 .6 million budget may seem large, how many schools serve 21,000 youth a year? Portland State, Oregon State, Oregon, University of Oregon do, University of Washington does. How many staff do they have? What are their endowments? What are their budgets? So we operate really through goodwill offering of time, talent, and treasure by the parents of youth in our program, our alumni, etc. But big, big budget item in terms of our percentage are people. And actually, we're proud of that fact, and we're very much in line, key point, with, with the nonprofit industry of where we should be. The second largest uh, expense area will be supplies and program expenses, everything from patches given out to rope and archery equipment for day camps, 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Camp food is a gigantic item, as you may expense, since we have more than 10,000 youth participate in our summer camping programs. Um, in any event, uh, I want to flip it back to Matt. Talk more about uh, his vision for next year's campaign. We're already gearing up, Matt, for the 2017 campaign. You've been involved with this for a few years now and really done a great job. But where, what are areas you think we can improve even further than we already have? Well, <clears throat> the 2017 campaign is going to focus on participation. I believe we have not only the tools and processes in place and the accessibility to these tools and processes on our website with our volunteers, but we've also got um, that transparency, historical trends, data, and so forth. We have enough that we can be much smarter about getting the word out and increasing participation by the families. I truly believe we could be at 75% of the families are contributing in some way to FOS, Friends of Scouting, and I never expect us to be at 100%. There will always be families that are, for one year or for one reason or another, are going to be in a situation where they can't contribute. That doesn't mean they shouldn't be part of the program. And they may give in some other way, time, materials, something else. Um, so the big push in 2017 is participation. Not quite as big a push, but still very important, is let's ratchet the timeline in even further. Let's be done by March 31st. Let's get this campaign over with in three months. Everyone knows it's coming. They know how to execute it. We deliver. And then we spend the next nine months focusing on one of my favorites, recruitment. Let's get out and get new scouts in. This council needs to grow. And as it grows, so will its FOS participation. Key to that, I think, is you introduce FOS to the Tiger Cub family. You start FOS at the Cub Scout level. So it becomes a legacy within that family to give to scouting. And that legacy will go not only till they're an Eagle Scout and time out, but as they become parents and their children go through the program. Establish what it is, make it available, and then perpetuate it. That's the goal. My vision for the future would be that we continue to expand our base of parents participating because that's very sustainable and if we have, uh, if our base continues to be sustainable, then we can think and act strategically. One example of that occurred this last fall when we were very optimistic that we were actually going to be able to balance our budget. 2015 was an unbelievably positive year. Uh, thanks to our volunteers and team coming together, we had fantastic uh, quality program participation. We balanced our budget. We've already talked about the impact that parents had on our Friends of Scouting campaign. Great summer camp participation, but the fact that we were confident that we were going to balance our budget enabled us to redirect some special grants we had to establish a National Youth Leadership Training Scholarship Program. We announced that last uh, fall, and I'm happy to report that uh, we had a sellout by the end of January. We were providing uh, $100 and $150 scholarships 
for NYLT participation, we want to be able to do more things like that. And if we're sustainable, we'll be able to provide more programs for kids that need that extra support to have these great experiences. Yes, I'd like to comment. I think that's a fantastic example, especially given that program, NYLT or National Youth Leader Training, uh, and in prior years, it was not till the last minute in June that you knew whether or not you had two sessions filled. Now we have, I believe, four sessions full, and there's an extra 10% of youth added to each of those four sessions. That's an outstanding investment in our future, and that's made possible by contributions to Friends of Scouting. And looking ahead next year, I hope we can have additional sessions for NYLT, and that becomes an elite program like Wood Badge. But, well, Matt, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Uh, we thank the listeners who believe in scouting through and through, and... Uh, Words can't express our thanks for your time, talent, and treasure. Indeed, thank you. And by the way, if you haven't given yet, please go to our council website and click on Donate Now. If you have questions or comments, please reach out to me at james.bergman at scouting.org or send me a message through our Facebook page. And thank you for listening.